This day in Christian history. Apostle to the North. In the evangelization of Europe, the Scandinavians were the last Teutonic peoples to accept Christianity. These Vikings from the North threatened Western Christendom, and their raids terrorized Britain and Western Europe. One man wanted to reach them, and his desire for a martyr's crown gave him courage to try. Anskar, born in France in 801, was schooled from age five at the monastery of Corbeil, founded by Columbia, and he possessed a tender heart. As a young man, he was recruited to help establish a new monastery, New Corby, in Germany. While there, Ansgar heard of a Scandinavian politician, Harold, who was asking for military assistance. The resulting discussions opened a door, albeit dangerous, for a missionary to go to the Danes. Ansgar volunteered. His friends tried to dissuade him, but he was ready. He told them to perish if need be. He didn't die, but little is known of Ansgar's resulting trip to Denmark, and when Harold fell from power, Ansgar was expelled. Swedish envoys soon requested missionaries, and Ansgar again headed north. This time his ship was attacked by pirates, and he lost his possessions, but not his life. Reaching Sweden, he was warmly welcomed by King Jorn, but his preaching produced few converts. Meanwhile, German Emperor Louis the Pious, seeking Ansgar's work, received an ambitious plan for Christianizing the North. He had Ansgar appointed archbishop, gave him money, and established a monastery in Flanders as headquarters for the Scandinavian thrust. Ansgar did his best, but headway was difficult. Pirates raided his monastery. He lived in hiding. His missionaries were driven from Sweden. Many of his converts reverted to paganism. But Ansgar prayed and fasted and worked until February 3rd, 1865, when he felt the life draining from his body. He gave urgent instructions to his associates, then died peacefully without gaining his coveted martyr's crown. His efforts failed to establish a permanent Scandinavian base for Christianity, but the seed was planted, and in the 10th century, the church there gained a sure foothold. For this reason, Ansgar is known in church history as the Apostle to the North. Father, I don't ask you to take my followers out of this world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They don't belong to this world, and neither do I. Your word is truth, so let this truth make them completely yours. I am sending them into the world just as you sent me. Jesus writes in John seventeen fifteen through 18. Good morning. Good morning. Today is the third day of February. It is Saturday, currently 44 degrees and sunny here in Stockbridge. We can expect sunny skies and a high of 60 degrees. I do want to say happy birthday to Pam Brown. And uh, let's pray and we will uh, get into this lesson. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and thank you for uh, loving us. And Lord, thank you for getting us through difficult times. And uh, Lord, uh, as we see in this lesson here, sometimes we don't see... Uh, the fruit of what you're doing uh, in and through our lives, Lord. Uh, but there's fruit there. There's seeds planted and seeds watered, Lord. Whenever we're following you, whenever we're doing what you're leading us to do, uh, there's a purpose behind it, and uh, and it is making headway whether we see it or not. And, Lord, we just uh, ask you to encourage each one of us, Lord, and thank you that we do see fruit here in this fellowship. Lord, we just ask that you continue uh, to do a work in and through each one of us. Lord, I do want to thank you for uh, 
Jill's brother Colin's surgery uh, going successful yesterday, and uh, uh, everything's working well, and we just ask for a quick healing of his body, Lord, that there wouldn't be any infection or complications, and that you just restore uh, his body quickly, Lord. And uh, Lord, be with us right now as we get into this lesson. We ask for your direction, your guidance, Lord. Uh, open our eyes and our hearts right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, Becoming the Filth of the World by Oswald Chambers. We have been made as the filth of the world. 1 Corinthians 4.13 These words are not an exaggeration. The only reason they may not be true of us who call ourselves ministers of the gospel is not that Paul forgot or misunderstood the exact truth of them, but that we are too cautious and concerned about our own desires to allow ourselves to become the refuse or the filth of the world. Fill in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ, Colossians 1.24, is not the result of the holiness of sanctification, but the evidence of consecration, being separated to the gospel of God, Romans 1.1. 1, 1. Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, 1 Peter 4.12. If we do not, if we do think the things we encounter are strange, it is because we are fearful and cowardly. We pay such close attention to our own interests and desires that we stay out of the mire and say, I won't submit, I won't bow or bend, and you don't have to. You can be saved by the skin of your teeth, if you like. You can refuse to let God count you as one who is separated to the gospel. Or you can say, I don't care if I'm treated like the filth of this world, as long as the gospel is proclaimed. A true servant of Jesus Christ is one who is willing to experience martyrdom, martyrdom for the reality of the gospel of God. When a moral person is confronted with contempt, immorality, disloyalty, or dishonesty, he is so repulsed by the offense that he turns away and in despair closes his heart to the offender. But the miracle of redemptive reality of God, the miracle of the redemptive reality of God, is that the worst and the vilest offender can never exhaust, exhaust the depths of his love. Paul did not say that God separated himself to show what a wonderful man he could make of him, but to reveal his son in me. Galatians 1.16. Wow. Wisdom from Oswald Chambers. I have chosen you, John 15.16. Keep that note of greatness in your creed. It is not that you have got God, but that he has got you. All right, and our text for today is Matthew chapter 22, verses 1 through 22. And uh, it's subtitled, The Parable of the Marriage Feast. Jesus spoke to them again in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son, and he sent his servants to call those who had previously been invited to the wedding feast, but they refused to come. And when he sent out some other servants, saying, Tell those who have been invited, Look, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen and, fat <coughs> and fatted calves are butchered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding feast. But they paid no attention. 
They disregarded the invitation, treating it with contempt, and went away, one to his farm, another to his business. The rest of the invited guests seized his servants and mistreated them, insulting and humiliating them, and killed them. The king was enraged when he heard this, and sent his soldiers, and destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding feast is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. So go to the main highways that lead out of the city, and invite to the wedding feast as many as you find. Those servants went out into the streets, and gathered together all the people they could find, both bad and good. So the wedding hall was filled with dinner guests, sitting at the banquet table. But when the king came in to see the dinner guests, he saw a man there who was not dressed appropriately in wedding clothes. And he said, friend, how did you come here without wearing the wedding clothes that were provided for you? And the man was speechless and without excuse. Then the king said to the attendants, tie him hand and foot and throw him into the darkness outside in that place where there'll be weeping over sorrow and pain and grinding of teeth over distress and anger. For many are called, invited, summoned, but few are chosen. Then the Pharisee went and conspired together, Pharisees went and conspired together, plotting how to trap him by distorting what he said. They sent their disciples to him, along with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are sincere and that you teach the way of God truthfully, without concerning yourself about what anyone thinks or says of your teachings. For you are impartial and do not seek anyone's favor, and you treat all peoples alike, regardless of status. Tell us, then, what do you think? Is it permissible, according to Jewish law and tradition, to pay a Whole tax to Caesar or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, asked, Why are you testing me, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the poll tax. And they brought him a denarius, a day's wage, and Jesus said to them, Whose likeness and inspiration is this? They said, The emperor Tiberius, Caesar's. And he said to them, Then pay to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And when they heard this, they were caught off guard, and they left him and went away. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, and we praise you and glorify you. And Lord, I just ask that you would help us, give us your wisdom and your insight, Lord. If When we are challenged by unbelievers, Lord, and even challenged by so-called the religious-type community like these Pharisees, Lord, that you would give us your wisdom, your insight, Lord, not to... Uh, win an argument, Lord. Our flesh just wants to win an argument. Our flesh just wants to prove right, prove ourselves right, Lord. But the whole point of this, Lord, is for you, uh, your love to be shown uh, to each and every one that you desire that none would perish, that all would come to repentance. And Lord, help us to keep that mindset when we do get into discussions and even arguments, Lord. But the goal is not to win an argument. The goal is for you to win that person into the kingdom of heaven for all eternity, Lord. So help us to keep that mindset as well, Lord, as we serve you, as we follow you, Lord. Work in and through our lives, Lord. We thank you. We just ask for your blessing on today that it would be an amazing day, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit with you all. Have an amazing day, guys. We'll see you tomorrow.